to another episode of the Duke Pod, where we give you back-to-back-to-back guests. Today, I am bringing a wonderful guest, someone with tons of experience in the business of real estate. I here have Amy Flowers for the Amy Flowers team. How are you doing, Amy? Awesome. Thanks so much for having me here. Okay, awesome. First and foremost, how was your? Uh, how are you coping in this quarantine? How are you finding ways to keep things fun? <laughs> To keep things fun, well, um, I've been going outside quite a bit and taking up going for walks, which has been great, getting to enjoy the sun, like especially today. It's a beautiful day outside. Um, when it was minus 15, though, it was a little bit more difficult. Um, and then just being more interactive, um, I'm taking up Fortnite. I'm learning how to play Fortnite <laughs> with a, my son. That's a great Very bonding exciting. way. With uh, How old is your son now? <laughs> Eight. Okay, yeah. Eight-year-old Fortnite mother uh, son time sounds okay yeah right it's not my choice but he likes it so it works okay well i mean did you are you having fun playing it absolutely and in turn he plays monopoly with me so it works <laughs> he's learning he's learning all about interest and mortgages and trading that's good it's, it's it's funny it's funny to teach him young and they're just asking all these questions <laughs> all right but you know yeah. it's I'm happy that you came on the on the pod on the show, especially you're talking about walking because it's like actually the nicest day of the week, and I made you sit down with us. So, but I'm sure the audience will love what we're gonna have to say. And uh, really, you know, you know, you've been in the business for a long time. Uh, how many years have you been a real estate agent? Uh, over 18 years now. Wow, 18 years. Uh, so it's like 18 years young. Uh, and so tell 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 people a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your history. And then uh, we can start talking about your team a bit. Sure. Well, um, we started the Amy Flowers team right from the beginning. Um, it was like 2002, if the math works out right. Um, and started in the business and quickly realized that when I started getting clients and, and moving along, that it was really hard for me to do everything really, really well because I'm not good at everything period. Like um, there's certain things that I do really well, but there's also certain things that I really don't do well. So um, it was really early on where I brought on an assistant um, and then my partner as well to try and um, distribute the tasks that were involved in selling real estate. And I chose people who were really good at the things that I wasn't good at. So I could succeed at the things that I did. And then I would pass off maybe some paperwork side of things or some marketing side of things. I would pass those things off um, to someone else and they would be able to succeed at it. So that's kind of how we started. Um, and we just kind of grew slowly from there, um, adding one or two people, adding one or two departments year over year. And that was kind of how the growth of the Amy Flowers team started. Excellent. So how long did it take uh, to hire your first assistant? Did it take like a year? Within the first, within the first year and a half was our first, well, I had uh, my first assistant. And that came from a training course I went to a long time ago, um, right at the very beginning. It was a Richard Robbins conference and I, he still does conferences and training today. Um, as he was standing on stage, he talked all about cutting the grass and how he hated cutting the grass. And back then he would pay someone $10 an hour to cut the grass. So he said, well, why not make a list of all the things that you don't want to do and pay someone else to do those? And then you spend your time either getting new clients, 
uh, talking with your current clients, growing your business, or having free family time. And I really took that to heart and understood that, yes, this is exactly what we need to do. So I embraced the assistant idea really early on in my career, which was funny. I was the young girl at the time and all the ladies in the office were like, what is she doing with an assistant? What's going on? Because that didn't happen. The assistants for real estate agents didn't really exist back then. Not very many, by the way. So I feel like you, you set like a standard now because now you have... If I remember when you told me, I think you have 10 admin staff. There's, well, there's 17 on the team right now. Um, so there's 18 people on the team right now and eight of us sell, um, if you were to include myself in that. So then that there's 10 people who work on the inside to make the company run. Yes. And they don't sell. I feel like, uh, I often feel like it's the opposite for a lot of teams. A lot of teams have mm -hmm. less admin and a lot more agents. Uh, why do you do it like that? I believe that is my job as the CEO of the company to provide the support for the salespeople. That's my main job, providing support so they can run the business, they can run their business within our business. And then also um, to provide potential leads and clients for our salespeople. So that's my job. Um, as the CEO, we need to have the support. Why would someone want to stay on a team if they weren't fully being supported um, and having to reinvent the wheel? That's, that's where I come in. Yeah, no, that's fascinating. So now you've delegated all the jobs for everyone and it's like a well-oiled machine, right? It is. It's very corporately structured. Uh, we have different departments and they all have their own responsibilities and everyone works in tandem with each other to make an amazing client experience at the end. Yeah, I mean, I've seen your reviews. Everyone's like, wow, that was a great experience. <laughs> Thank you. And aren't you, like year by year, you guys, uh, are you, were you the number one team in 2020 or in the? It depends where you're looking. So if you were looking in Milton, we've held that spot for about 11 years um, wow. as the number one team in Milton. And if you're looking like for our company specifically for Royal LePage across the country, there are oh, over 18,000 agents across the country. And we ranked this year, we, we ranked number seven. So it was very oh, exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. How many uh, transactions does one need to do to rank number seven? <laughs> um, usually, so somewhere in around the 250 uh, range. Okay, amazing. Yeah. That, that must feel pretty good. Too bad yeah. there's no company party uh, this year, right? <laughs> there, unfortunately, there's no parties. I think actually tomorrow is our awards gala. And usually we go downtown and we get all dressed up and that's not happening. It's all on Zoom today, this time. Um, so yeah, that's happening tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, I did that in my uh, in Cloud Realty on Saturday. So they did on Zoom. It was okay. I mean, everyone nice. had fun. They encouraged everyone to have a drink at home and uh, cheer. <laughs> virtually <Very good. laughs> so i hope i hope to hear great stuff out of your event what do you think are the most difficult challenges in running a team like this uh well it would depend on your personality for me it's hr and um managing people that's never been a strength of mine is the management side so i have really great partners that are amazing managers um, but if you're at the more beginning stage of a team, I would say, um, the hardest thing or the biggest, the biggest, uh, 
problem that people come to have is they think, well, um, everybody's going to work the same way I work, which is not true. Um, and they will hire people that they like. Uh, and usually people that you like have the same strengths as you do. So that kind of doesn't make sense. Ideally, you want to hire people that are the opposite of you. Uh, so that would be number two. And then um, number three, I would say is um, not having enough support, doing the things like you said, where they have too many agents and not enough support that I see a lot as well. And I, and ultimately I see teams fail because of that. So if you, uh, if someone's interviewing for the job, uh, you will hire the person you like the least, right? No, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> Oh, I hire for their strengths that they have and how they would fit on our team. Yeah, of course. We're just funny, playing. funny, funny. <laughs> if you don't like them at the beginning, they can grow. They can grow on you, right? <laughs> no, I'm not even going there because that's not it at all. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Of course. Uh, everyone needs to be a team player, right? Um, so you have seven agents on your staff, right? Yes. And I think uh, this year and last year, uh, is a completely different, uh, there's a lot of changes in the real estate market, right? Uh, yeah. First, tell us about what's happening in the current market. Well, as of right now, today, uh, we are in a very strong seller's market. There's only about two weeks of inventory on the market right now. If you were to look at the absorption rate, um, the absorption rate being if nobody else listed their house at all for the rest of the month, how long would it take for the current market to absorb what is on the market at the moment? And so that is sitting at two weeks. It would take two weeks for all the properties to sell. A normal balanced market is six months of inventory is on the market. Um, so anything under six months is, is considered a seller's market. And right now we're sitting at two weeks. So uh, definitely a very strong seller's market. There's a lot of multiple offers happening. Uh, people selling for over asking price. Um, deposits are high, um, asking prices are high, there's no home inspections happening. Um, so it's very, very delicate to be able to, to maneuver this market, both when you're working for the seller and when you're working for the buyer. Okay, so it, is it the right time to sell right now? Absolutely. Uh, it is absolutely the right time to sell right now, assuming you have somewhere to go and you can do it in a safe manner. That's also really important. Um, so I've actually made phone calls over the last little while, um, the last few weeks to our clients who are like, oh, you know, we want to sell at some point. Our whole team has been on the phone with them and saying, okay, hey, it's time. Now's the time. You want to get your house ready? Now's the time. Um, and we did, we've done that a couple times already. We just listed another one today, a guy who was going to sell later on in April and decided to push it up, um, because he wanted to take advantage of this market. Okay, good. Congratulations. Yeah. So now if it's a good time to sell, that means that people are getting a lot of offers. They're making probably record amount of money. What tips do you have for people that are trying to buy a home? You need to trust your real estate agent because at this point, there's no rhyme or reason behind the asking price on a house. In the normal market, if a house was listed at 500000 you would expect to buy it 500000 maybe a little bit higher, maybe a little bit lower, but in and around what it was asking. Right now, that's not the case. 
So if you can't trust your agent to be like, okay, this house is listed at 500,000, but it's gonna sell for 650. Or this house is listed for 650 and it's gonna sell in and around 655. Like they need to be able to guide you because one, you don't wanna overpay. And then two, you'd also don't want to fall in love with a house and realize, oh, way out of my market like I can't even afford what it's going to sell for so um that guidance is key in this type of market right now yeah so one of the one of the things I find is that uh, it's very confusing how much a house will sell for because there's so many buyers and I think sometimes it's good to ask your realtor okay even though this is listed in my price range could I actually afford it based on comp competition right like what exactly I and that's where you have to really trust your realtor and be like, okay, mm -hmm. it'll sell for this. That means we, it's possible to get it or not possible to get it, right? Exactly. Probably the, probably the most single challenging time for buyers right now. It really is. Um, but with the right guidance, you can maneuver this, this market and buy your dream home. It can happen. Okay, good. Um, so one of the things about with 2020 is we had so much uh, changes because of COVID in the real estate market, um, there's different rules and stuff. And you've actually have a new innovative strategy called The Loft, and you're actually in it right now. Tell us about it. I'm in The Loft right now. Um, I actually was able to carve out like three hours where nobody's up here. Um, since we launched this loft, it has been packed full, um, meaning um, one person after another. So I haven't been able to come up here and enjoy it at all, uh, but I was able to sneak in a few hours today. So the loft is um, a space which is completely contained. Um, it's got a separate entrance and our clients are able to um, reserve the spot. And you can just come here while your house is being shown or if your house is being staged. Um, and this is your safe space away from home. So you've got a full bathroom, a little kitchen area with a microwave, a coffee maker, um, the fridge, which I'm just looking at now. You've got a dining area some desk areas in case you need to work from home or do schoolwork from home. We've got the television with Amazon Prime and Netflix and um, Disney Plus and all that kind of stuff. And some nice couch living spaces, a little children's area they can play on the floor. It's a very large, um, like thousand square feet up here. You can just chill and relax while your house is being shown. Because if you think, if, that's okay, if you think about it, when a house is being shown, the sellers have to leave uh, because there are people going to be coming through the house. And what a lot of people don't realize right now is there are so much of a demand for um, properties that appointments are being booked back to back to back to back. So if you're showing your house between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m., you will have 45 or 48 sets of people through your house. And that's usually a husband and a wife and a realtor. So you've got three people every half an hour for 12 hours straight. That is what, like over three or 4,000 people through your house in one day. Um, insane. I know I did the math the other that's day. Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So, so where, where are people going to go, right? Everything's shut down. You can't go to Tim Hortons and sit and have a coffee. You can't go to the library. The only thing you could do is go to maybe the conservation area, walk around. But 12 hours, that's a long time to do that. So this I mean, is a space for you to chill out, relax, and do what you would normally do, whether it's 
at home schooling or whether it's working from home or maybe you're just going to sit and have some popcorn and watch tv that's okay yeah. too it is a fantastic idea i haven't heard of a single other person doing that so mm -hmm. kudos to you guys uh and in, in talking about going to the conservation for 12 hours it's not realistic although it would break a step count record probably <laughs> right <laughs> to do that for 12 hours right? yeah, so, today would be okay it's a plus you know plus one but other days not so much one of the things i think about is because it's a seller's market it's easy to sell but very challenging to buy do you think or i should ask how would you advise someone if they ask you should i sell first or buy first okay one of the biggest questions that people are asking right now so each person's situation is different so i'm 100 percent going to figure out well, what is your risk tolerance? What is what are your backup plans? Um, what are your motivations? What is most important to you? So we're going to go through all of that. And then I'm going to pose different scenarios and see how it fits with your situation specifically. So the first scenario would be you buy first um, and then because then you know for sure that you got a house because it's so hard to buy a house right now. So you buy first and then you know what you bought and then you put your house up for sale likely you're going to probably get at this point, you're going to get more than what you thought you were going to get. So that would be a good scenario. Um, questions people always have are, well, I don't know what I'm going to sell my house for. So how do I know what I can buy a house for? So that's a concern that we want to think about and, um, and just discuss to figure out where your tolerance is. The second part that nobody's talking about right now, where a market is very strong, like it was specifically in 2017, the market was so, so strong. People were selling their houses at record prices. So let's say you were one of those people who bought a house in 2017 and you bought your house for 900,000. Awesome, you're good, no problem. And you knew that you had to sell your house for 700,000 in order to be able to afford the $900,000 purchase that you just bought. So you sold your house, I'm sorry, you bought your house in March. It's great, awesome. And then you come at the end of March, at the beginning of April and say, okay, now it's time to sell mine. And then the market switched literally in a day. I can tell you exactly when it happened and boom, the market switched. There was a flood of inventory that came up on the market. And now your house that you needed to get 700,000 for is now worth 550. And so you came to Ouch. and said, okay, we need to sell our house for 700 because we just bought one for nine. I'm like, okay, so we're going to sell it for 550. So what is the plan? And there were many people back then who had issues. They had problems. They needed to figure out extra financing. They needed to go to family members because the market changed so fast. So when we're talking to buyers of should we sell first, should we buy first? That is something we talk about every single day because our job is to protect our clients. We want to make sure that they are aware of the risks of what could happen. And especially because we've seen it before, it has happened. Okay, let's say you were going to buy a house first. Which one would you do? Would you sell first or buy first? For me specifically, um, if I was moving, now I've moved quite a few times. So I'm going to be one of those picky buyers who wants something very specific. So I'm going to buy first. Um, and I have a little bit of flexibility because I will have... A I won't be purchasing right to my very max. I'm going to have a little bit of leeway. But if you're a, a person who um, can live in any type of house and there's lots available, you, you're, you're not as picky and you're buying right to your max, then I would suggest you might want to think about selling first. 
Right. Yeah. Because you need to make sure you have those funds coming in, right? Mm -hmm. And then not get jeopardized by that awful 2017 situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. It's so I think I feel like the market is very unpredictable these days. Do you agree with that? That it is very unpredictable. Yeah, like it's I know it's a seller's market, but it's unpredictable when this will slow down or if it'll just keep going. What are your what do you have a theory about where the market's going to go? Well, it's going to one of two things is, is going to happen. Um, regardless, we cannot sustain this type of growth. There is no way. Uh, we just sold a house yesterday and in five in seven months, this property increased 30 percent. The clients netted a quarter of a million dollars in wow. seven months. So the market cannot sustain that. It will not. One of two things is going to happen. What happened in 2017, where the market was really, really strong, and then all of a sudden it dropped. So literally in a few months, we went up 20% and then came down 20%. So at the end of the day, we ended up at the exact same spot that we were before the craziness happened. So either that's going to happen or what has happened um, like way, way in the past was the market went up and then it just plateaued and it just stayed there. And then again, the next year, the market went up and then it just stayed there. Um, so my prediction is one of those two things is going to happen. Okay. So what are the things I think about if I was a buyer and let's say I had a budget, right? Cause these houses continue to climb up in value right now. Would you advise someone to just to buy anything they can for their budget right now? Or would you advise them to wait? Again, it really does depend with what is the motivation of the, the client. It goes down to all that every time. So if your motivation is just to get in the market, because you've got, you now have money and you have the first time that you're able to get into the market and you want to not pay rent anymore and that's your motivation. Yeah, go ahead, buy just whatever you can to get into the market. Um, Cause we all know real estate is one of the best investments ever in the world. Um, so that would be an option. Or maybe that's not the case. Maybe you live in a property already and you want to find your next best thing. You might not want to just settle for whatever's out there. And you might want to spend the time and find the one that's right, depending if it's in this market right now, or maybe we wait until it's a different market um, in a few months. Yeah, exactly. I guess, I guess the, the thing is, is that, you know, should people be concerned that the prices are going to continue to rise? And I, I, I feel like probably yes, because like you said, the second scenario is that whenever it stops, it's going to plateau. Those are now the prices going forward, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, like we've seen it over and over and over again, especially in Milton. Yeah. And Milton, I mean, townhouses are selling, two-story townhouses are selling for like 900,000 now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know. Crazy. Yes. Yeah. I mean, everyone's saying that about their market. Like, you know, Niagara Falls homes are going for 500 now. They were 250 two years ago. One of the things uh, I also think about is that you, you've been someone that's been very successful. You've ran a team. You've now are the number one realtor in Milton. Let's pretend your brand new agent, uh, your 20 year old version of Amy Flowers, uh, still look as youthful as you do now. Uh, but what advice would you give that person? How can an agent succeed in today's market? So the biggest thing that I learned from a trainer again, this one was Chris Leader, I think, um, taught me treat your business like a business. So a lot of people will get into the real estate business thinking that this is just a job um, and 
all of a sudden in June, when a whole bunch of houses close, they have lots of money. And then in December, when there's no houses closing, they have no money. Um, so I would say, treat your business like a business. That was the biggest takeaway that I had when I started. Um, training is the, also a huge part. So whether you're going to do it on your own and search out a whole bunch of different trainers, they all have different strengths. So take a little bit from everyone. Or maybe you go to a team and you learn um, from a team if that's, the, if that's your way to do it. So um, treating your business like a business would be number one. Number two would be um, learning. Learning. Do not reinvent the wheel. You don't need to. Um, people, there's a lot of us who have done it before. And take the best of all of the people that you see around and create your own. But you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Yeah, absolutely. In my, in my experience, I used to I joined like a really busy team back in the day. And it was like I was working every day for like 10 hours a day. And that really fortified um, like how good I was in the business after a couple of years, or at least I got experience. So maybe like the answer is like, if you are a new agent, but you are very motivated, you can ask to join the Amy Flowers team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. I like it. Yeah. And then I'm sure you guys will put them through the... Um, the you know all the different things that they need to do and just you work countless hours with all the clients you have right you'll definitely learn very quickly that's for sure yeah are you guys looking for more staff or is that down the road we don't usually do uh prospecting where we say we're looking for people um it kind of it really does happen organically and we hire for the person not for the position so it could go where it was three or four years go by and we don't hire anybody and then all of a sudden in one year we hire four people it just it really does depend on the specific person um and their qualities and then we see if there is a fit on our team yeah yeah good yeah that's awesome i mean obviously you've built your team very well uh you you have i assume you still have a lot of people on the admin staff and the agents that have been there for a long time i actually did a deal with one of your agents this year and uh, she was very professional Excellent. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, Jennifer, she did a good job. <laughs> yes. Oh, good. Thank you. Um, I don't have really any more questions. Is there anything you want to add about uh, real estate or anything about your team or anything like that? I think you've covered pretty much everything. I loved it. Thank you very much for having me here. Um, I, I enjoyed speaking with you and telling you all about the loft. And, and I'm humbled that you just wanted to listen to what I had to say. So thank you. Yeah, exactly. And I think other people want to hear what you have to say. Uh, however, the only one problem I will say is that we have to wait a long time to finally get a wine and cheese party at the loft. I know. I <laughs> wanted to do that so bad. Yeah, exactly. It will happen eventually, right? It's not going anywhere for oh, a while. Oh, it will. I'm telling you, it will. <laughs> a few times. Yeah, exactly. We would have already had private tours in there, but, mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, um, I don't know where you, if you have... I assume you don't actually have wine for the clients right now, but <laughs> they want to be able to get back to their home. <laughs> okay, perfect. Thanks yes. a lot, Amy, for being on the show. Awesome. Thanks for having me. No problem. Enjoy the day. Thanks for everyone for listening. And thanks for Amy Flowers for coming on the show. And when you are as big as her, it's nice to have these type of problems. Enjoy this one blooper. There's, well, there's 17 on the team right now. Um, and just one second. I'm glad you're editing this part. So there are how many, seven, eight,